This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Good afternoon to you and yours. You got Courtney Cronin, Freddie Coleman, in for Canty and Carlin, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, 6XM Channel 80. Tune in and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Jeff Johnson, ESPN NFL reporter inside, thought he's going to have a nice, easy week. He was there in Kansas City on Sunday to see the Chiefs beat the Bengals, had a chance to hang with Travis Kelsey, talk about Patrick Mahomes being that great leader, lifting up his team. He probably thought it was going to be an easy Tuesday, and then the Denver Broncos and the Houston Texans said, hold my beer by hiring Sean Payton to beat Kill Ryan's respectively. Let's bring in Jeff Johnson. Always does a great job covering the National Football League. Hit him on Twitter at Jeff Johnson. Jeff, I'm going to start with Sean Payton going to the Denver Broncos. That's a lot of compensation. What are your thoughts about where it seemed like they were going to go one direction, another direction, another direction, and they landed on Sean Payton to take over? Yeah, it is a lot of compensation, but I I feel like if you're going to give that up, um, it's got to be for a guy that you believe can basically resurrect Russell Wilson's career. And if there's one person with the track record, uh, other than, I guess, Pete Carroll, who could do that, it, it would seemingly be the guy who turned Drew Brees into a Hall of Famer. Um, so many comps, you know, across the span of Russell Wilson's career to Drew Brees. So it feels, at least from that standpoint, like if you're going to give it up, this would be the guy that you're giving it up for because you have so much invested in Russell Wilson at this point. You can't look at it any other way. You have to get that piece fixed um, for this organization, for this team to be at all functional. So it, it makes sense to me. Um, even though I'm a little surprised from the standpoint, I didn't necessarily come into this hiring season thinking that the Broncos, or I mean, knowing that the Broncos were not necessarily the top team on Peyton's list. Uh, it was, I mean, he had different visions, I think. I think the Chargers was a team that mm-hmm. if Staley had gotten fired where he would have ended up. Um, I thought Arizona would be in play. Peyton was looking for kind of warm weather stuff, and instead it ends up in Denver. But look, money talks. Um, and that, that, that ownership group was also willing to give up, you know, give him the money, but also give up the compensation that it'd take to get him in the building. We had heard Sean Payton's name from the very get-go when the Denver Broncos yeah. announced that they were going to be looking for a new head coach, Jeff. But at this point, given how long this thing has taken, it kind of feels like Sean Payton, obviously he's a fantastic coach and you could kind of call it yeah. shots here, but to give up all of that draft capital for effectively mm-hmm. your third choice, is that worth it? I don't know. I don't know. I, I like, I don't want to say that he was their third choice from the standpoint. I, I mean, I get what you're saying for sure, especially like when you're conti- continues to talk to Harbaugh and all that. I, I feel like this coaching carousel has been a little bit more meticulous um, with with teams really being like pretty willing to to do the interviews and make the rounds and really study who they were going to get I, it's, it is true though with Peyton like I was just saying like I don't think that necessarily the Broncos were the number one team on his list coming into this carousel and if the same can be said for the Broncos it almost feels like maybe I mean this is just where um, where the, the musical chair stopped. But ultimately, it kind of feels right right now. Uh, you know, we'll just have to see if, if, in fact, Peyton can be the guy to turn Russell Wilson's career around. Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter with Courtney Cronin and Freddie Coleman on Canty and Carl on ESPN Radio. I'll stay right there, Jeff. Do you think Sean Payton can do that when it comes to Russell Wilson and turn him around and get him back on the right track? 
I tend to think yes. Like, I'm not among those. Look, I get that Russell Wilson is a reasonably eccentric human. Um, <laughs> That's a good description. Is that, is that a good word? Right. So, like, there, there's definitely a lot that you're, you're, you're navigating. I understand that. But we can't just go from a few years ago being like, this guy is an otherworldly freak when it comes to throwing the football and playing this game to all of a sudden being like he completely lost it. It's not like he's 44 years, 45 years old. It's not like he's to the point where he can't still be incredible at what he does. So I'm among those that refuse to buy into the fact that Russell Wilson is done. Is he the same player he was when he won the Super Bowl for the Seahawks? I don't know. If you put the kind of defense around him, uh, and not a knock on Denver's defense because they were pretty good, but – if you put the kind of defense around him that, that he had in Seattle, um, it's just kind of a, you know, it shows you that it's a team game. I personally think that, yes, Russell Wilson can be a better player and Sean Payton can be the guy to get him there. So we had another coaching vacancy get yeah. filled within moments of Literally. the Denver Broncos, <laughs> Houston moments. Texans. According to Adam Schefter, they hired D'Amico Ryans on a six-year deal. I, I want to start with the timing on this. Do you make mm-hmm. anything? Is the timing just purely coincidental, or do we make anything of Sean Payton going to Denver and then moments later, D'Amico Ryans? Did D'Amico Ryans turn down the Denver Broncos? Is, is there anything to I'll, read into there? I'll just tell you what I was just talking to Schefter about. Um, I'm, I'm using Schefter as a source right now, which uh, is that allowed? Anyway, yes. I, I mean, it's a named source. It's Adam Schefter. Right. Uh, but but uh, he, he was he was saying that it's, it's not a coincidence um, that there has not been contact or it is. I mean, it is a coincidence that there has been no contact between D'Amico Ryan's and, and the Broncos for the past week that both teams had started to uh, dial in their guys. In fact, earlier he reported as well that. Uh, it was not a coincidence that Sean Payton was wearing an orange tie as a Fox analyst this weekend. Mm-hmm. So it, it was, as of a few days ago, headed down this road already. Um, so I think that it was somewhat a matter of coincidence that it happened with the timing that it did, even though um, you know everybody was kind of at least at one point tangled in conversations with each team. Jeff Dalton, ESPN NFL reporter on Canty and Carlin, recording Cronin on Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio. Here's my, I don't want to say problem with the Houston Texans hire. Mm-hmm. I just think D'Amico Ryans is too much of a good person to be around all that turmoil oh that we see from the Houston Texans ever since Jeff, they have 24 nothing in the AFC playoffs against Kansas City and Kansas City, and they've been one yeah. of the worst-run franchises, not just yeah. in the NFL. What can the persona of D'Amico Ryans possibly do that the Texans give him the rightful chance to get this turned around, not just beyond the six-year contract? Well, uh, you know, looking at the fact that Jack Easterby, for instance, is no longer part of the organization and, and was that's a good point. Um, connected to a lot of the issues that were occurring in Houston, maybe that's as much maybe uh, addition and subtraction in that regard. But I, I'm with you. I, I feel like their track record is such with their last two hires that they have not seemingly wanted to give anybody the chance. Um, I'm sure that plays into the six-year uh, construction of that contract. And they're going to be able to pick a quarterback out of a really talented class to potentially uh, resurrect them in that regard. So everything, if we really think about it, um, you know, the situation with Deshaun Watson, for as much as uh, the organization has been dysfunctional, 
the situation around Deshaun Watson has really been what has largely held that team hostage in terms of being able to succeed. So I feel like they'll be able to get their franchise quarterback, which as we've seen across the league, when you have a quarterback on a rookie deal, that's your best chance for success. Uh, no matter whether your head coach is of offensive background or defensive background. In this case, I think that that at least will help D'Amico's chances. So two-part question here, Jeff. Who does D'Amico Ryans bring in as an offensive coordinator? Are they looking to maybe go to a West Coast style, kind of bringing somebody from that Shanahan tree down to Houston to whoever they get playing quarterback, fix that situation? And then – in San Francisco, because I remember when Robert Sala left, D'Amico Ryans was right. the immediate name you heard as his replacement as D- at, D- at D.C. Who are the replacements potentially for him out in San Francisco with how good that defense was this year? Well, to your first question, I think that Ryans will kind of have carte blanche when it comes to finding an offensive coordinator, not necessarily somebody who has to fit into Shanahan's system. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was the defensive coordinator there. He can go... Uh, philosophically in any direction. I don't think he's tied to Kyle's system in, in any way. Not, you know, like, like Mike McDaniel when he gets the job with the Dolphins. Like, you know what's go- coming. But in this way, I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, defense coordinator in San Francisco, the Vic Fangio thing is very fascinating. Hmm. The Dolphins thinking they had him locked up, and then suddenly uh, Vic Fangio on the record to Mike Silver uh, saying that that, not, that is not the case, that he has not made his decision. Ultimately, I personally think Fangio will still wind up in Miami. Too much, uh, too much smoke means there's some fire there. But uh, you better believe Kyle Shanahan is going to be calling and contacting Fangio to get a pure understanding of what it is Fangio wants, uh, because that would be the natural connection here. Shanahan has the relationship with Fangio. So uh, it, something very fascinating, though, very interesting to watch given the fact that the Dolphins thought they had that one locked up. Always, always graced by my man, Je- our man Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter. Probably thought he's going to have an easy Tuesday, but the yeah, NFL. Man, you yeah, you know. Yeah. Thought it was going to be nice and chill. Uh-huh. Exactly. Maybe, maybe have a we'll glass of Merlot and a steak dinner, maybe a little tuna <laughs> dinner, whatever. Instead, he was working hard on Tuesday. Do that. <laughs> like he always does. <laughs> hey, Jeff, always fantastic. Thanks for catching up. Enjoy right. the Super Bowl, too. Oh, great. Jeff Dalton, ESPN NFL reporter, joining us here on Canty and Carlin. She's Courtney Cronin. I'm Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio. Hit us on Twitter. Love to see what you have to say. At Courtney R. Cronin, that's Courtney's handle. My handle at Coleman ESPN. Don't forget the phone number as well. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. In case you're just joining us, the news of the day in the NFL, not one, but two of them. D'Amico Ryan's about to be the head coach of the Houston Texans, leaving San Francisco as their defense coordinator, a six-year deal. But minutes before that, Sean Payton, compensation going to the New Orleans Saints. He is going to be the head coach of the Denver Broncos. They're giving up a first-round pick this year and a pick next year in 2024 for Sean Payton and a pick in 2024. We had Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL analyst and former NFL coach, when he's on the show about 40 minutes ago. And this was his reaction to Sean Payton about to wear orange and not a blazer from Fox. Before he even took the job, I'm pretty sure that he sat down with Russell Wilson and had a great conversation with him, I would assume and said the following, hey, look, whatever happened last year, I can't do anything about that, but going forward, this is what I need from you. Um, You're going to be the quarterback here, and we've got to make this thing work. And you've got to understand that um, what I'm going to ask you to do is going to fit your skill set. And I think Sean will do that. If anybody can do that for Russell Wilson and get him squared away, 
it's going to be a guy like Sean Payton who knows offense and knows that as a play caller. The most important thing to me about these two hires, Courtney, is not so much the situation, but how do you make the bad situation better? A lot easier for Sean Payton to do that with a veteran quarterback, a very good defense, guys on the outside. He doesn't have to have to do as much. It's just fix that quarterback. With D'Amico Ryans, he's not only having to fix everything. He's got to change the entire culture of that organization. That's why if I know if I'm D'Amico Ryans' agent, I'm thinking, this is not going to be two years. I'm going to need at least six years to even get this anywhere near a right track when it comes to the Houston Texans. And who knows? I mean, knowing that organization and its ineptitude, which we have talked about ad nauseum since Bill O'Brien ran it into the ground in the 2020 season, it may take, it may take honestly the full six years there. It may take even longer than that. But when you think about what happened with Lovey Smith and before that with David Culley, neither of whom had a realistic chance of lasting there beyond one season each. And it's unfortunate that we are in this spot now. I think it's obviously a great thing that we have another African-American, a black head coach in the NFL that's not just Mike Tomlin or Mike McDaniel in D'Amico Ryans. It's still – it's. I, I just I, I am cautious about this one. I have cautious optimism, not anything really to deal with D'Amico Ryans, because I feel like he is somebody that can turn around a team that can implement a culture who's young enough where he can still relate to players. He played at this organization. It's not that he's walking into a place that he has no connection to. Sure. He played for the Houston Texans for six seasons. Go look at J.J. Watt's Twitter and look at the ringing endorsement that he gave him. Somebody who left the Houston Texans to go finish his career in another place because of how dysfunctional that organization is. I just hope that he's given a fair shot to actually do that because it's one thing to to bring two coaches in, you know, one who had won a Super Bowl in Lovey Smith and somebody else in uh, one who played in a Super Bowl as Lovey Smith, er, coached a Super Bowl as Lovey Smith, and somebody else who you know, was, you know, a veteran NFL coach in David Culley and say, okay, after one year, like we're going to part ways with you, we're going to take you out with the trash, which is unfair. Mm -hmm. It's another thing to do it to one of your own, somebody who dedicated a big part of his playing career there. So I really hope that that it doesn't get to that point. He's going to have a lot of resources available to him this off season with the draft capital, with the free agency and how much money the Houston Texans have to spend. They're constantly, though, in a state of rebuild these last three seasons. When are they going to be able to take a step to get from the ground floor to level one? Because they're not there yet. You're right. They're not there yet. They haven't been there since, you know, frankly, after the AFC, uh, you know, making the playoffs in the AFC in 2018 was their last year mm-hmm. doing that? They had a 24-0 lead on Kansas City. Then yep. everything unraveled on and off the field for them since then. They haven't been above the ground floor since then, Freddie. And yep. D'Amico Ryans is the right guy to get them there. I just hope that I hope that there's not meddling going on. As Jeff brought up, and I know that when you and I were on Freddie and Fitzsimmons for many months during mm-hmm. the whole 2020 situation, <laughs> right. uh, talking about Jack Easterby, now that he, now that the cancer's out of that building, hopefully that they start taking steps in the right direction and don't get in their own way anymore and don't get in the way of the head coach trying to make something happen. Chris in Pennsylvania, triple eight, say ESPN, eight, 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 seven, two, nine, three, seven, seven, six. Chris, what you got to say with Courtney Cronin and Freddie Coleman or Canty and Carlin, my friend. Hey man, I'm a big KC fan for 50 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody talks about the enemy, not getting the head coaching job. And to me, if I was him, I'd want to stay in KC. Andy Reid's not a spring chicken. A few more years. 
all those head coaching jobs are open for a reason because those teams are really need a lot of work. Why not slide into Andy Reid's spot in, in two or three years maybe? One of the things about that with Eric Bieniemy and I'll never forget, Courtney, having this conversation. By the way, Chris in Pennsylvania, thanks for the call and the thoughts on that. Eric Bieniemy, it's been rumored that he may be leaving Kansas City to maybe go be offensive coordinator in Washington, whatever that's going to be. I always wondered why it seemed that they brought him in for interviews mm-hmm. and then they never considered him for a head coach. And I can't count how many times guys have gotten head coaching jobs being interviewed once by a team. And that's not the slight Nick Sirianni of Philadelphia, Mike McDaniel of Miami, now D'Amico Ryans of the Houston Texans. But it always struck me as very, very weird and very funny that Eric Bieniemy never got enough credit for helping Kansas City. And even Andy Reid tried to put it out there saying, this guy's calling the plays. He's my offensive coordinator. He never had to say that about Matt Nagy, who got the job of the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. But it always had to be with Eric Bieniemy, And it just always struck me as very weird that he always got interviews, got brought into the room, but they never considered him to be in that room to be a head coach. Yeah, and I honestly at this point don't know if he'd ever be able to become a head coach going from the position yep. he's at in Kansas City right now. And I... You know, we're not in these interview rooms. We don't know if he interviews poorly Absolutely. or whatever the rumor has been the last couple of years. As much as it pains me to say it, because I honestly love seeing what Kansas City has done. Like, I mean, they're going back to the Super Bowl for the first time in since 2018. Like, they have Patrick Mahomes. He's a big part of the reason Patrick Mahomes is as good as he is. Mm-hmm. I think distancing yourself, going somewhere else to prove that you can do it, would silence any sort of doubt that remains around you. If you sure. want to become a head coach in the future, you know, go somewhere else and show you can do it, away from Andy Reid. And I don't, frankly, I mean, like, we know some of the reasons behind why he's not, you know, what. Well, at least what we believe as to why he there might be a holdup for hiring him as a head coach, some off-the-field stuff that's happened well in his past. But for whatever reason, when it comes to enemy, it keeps mm-hmm. getting brought up. Yeah, I just think at this point, like, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and over again, expecting a different result. So don't go that route. If you want to go become a head coach, go somewhere else. Go to another NFL franchise. Your talents, your services as a play caller and getting the opportunity to do that, mm-hmm. that can set you up when you actually are – like. I don't think it boils down to whether you can call plays or not. As we saw with Nathaniel Hackett, he didn't call plays in Green Bay, yep. and he got hired as the head coach of the Denver Broncos. And he didn't call plays there either. No, he did not. <laughs> and I – I just think that now you get a chance to get a clean slate if you're enemy and hopefully at some point in the near future that leads to for you to become a head coach somewhere else. It's just like a child leaving home. If you don't want to just be regarded with your parents, you got to go and create your own identity when you go to college and go out into your own world. Eric Bieniemy has been a perfect brainchild of Andy Reid in Kansas City, to your, court, to your point, Courtney, but people may not give him the respect that's due to him because Andy Reid is always going to get it along Patrick Mahomes instead of Eric Bieniemy, Keep weighing in on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and at Courtney R. Cronin. Those are our handles. And don't forget the phone number as well at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. So is this going to be the guy that can finally end the run for Patrick Mahomes in the AFC West with Sean Payton in Denver? We'll get to that after Courtney has this about Wendy's. Wendy's knows everyone hates cold and soggy fries. The temps are cold enough. You don't need your food to be cold, too. That's why Wendy's changed their fries to serve them up hot and crispy every time, guaranteed, or 
They'll replace them for free. You heard that right. Replace them for free. Listen, you shouldn't have to worry about bad fries ruining your whole meal. And at Wendy's, you don't have to. You can enjoy natural cut skin on potatoes fried to golden perfection and perfectly sprinkled with sea salt. And because Wendy's fries are served up hot and crispy every single time, they stand up to any dip that you throw at them. So grab your favorite sauce or frosty if you're into that sort of thing. I do that with my chicken nuggets. Just, you know, I digress. And taste the difference hot and crispy can make. And let me tell you, it really does make a difference. Finally, the days of settling for cold and soggy fries are over. Head to Wendy's today to get your order of hot and crispy fries and make it a fry day. That's F-R-Y day, in case you missed it. At participating Wendy's, guaranteed to be hot and crispy. If yours aren't, bring them back and we'll replace them for free. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. You think the state of Colorado football has gotten more interesting since December? Deion Sanders, now the Colorado head coach, and Sean Payton, now the Denver Broncos head coach. With Courtney Cronin, I'm Freddie Coleman, and for Cranton T and Carlin, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, 6X and Channel 80. Tune in and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. The man that broke both of those news involving D'Amico Ryan's going to Houston and Sean Payton going to the Denver Broncos. Of course, it's Adam Schefter, ESPN Senior NFL Insider. Hit him up on Twitter at Adam Schefter. Adam, I'm going to start the Denver Broncos. What do you heard about that the Broncos interviewed D'Amico Ryan's twice he turned them down, and then they turned their attention to Sean Payton. Well, Sean Payton was the candidate in him all along. Now, questions he wanted to have, yes. Were there other candidates that they liked along? Absolutely. They first so they truly liked him, and were in from last week. Yeah, we're going to try to get Adam Schefter back into a better spot because he's, I'm sure that his phone is so busy, it's probably melting on his ear right now, Courtney, <laughs> yes, exactly with, with all these things going on <laughs> in the National Football League. But uh, that whole situation bears watching with the Houston Texans, not with only D'Amico Ryans, but now if you're Sean Payton, you're not bringing that guy in there just to make sure your team goes 9-8 and eight or 10-7 and seven in the AFC West. No, I mean, and I think we've got to figure out – when he, you know, why he was the candidate here that they ended up going with, thinking about all the others that were, 
you know, had interviewed, had right. been, you know, on the list. Jim Harbaugh. Right. Uh, is he staying in Michigan now? D'Amico Ryans was also a candidate. And, of course, Dan Quinn's name in there, too. Sean Payton and his expertise with quarterbacks would lead you to believe that that's the reason why. But, you know, just the timing of it, I feel, is very curious considering those other names that we had just mentioned. Yeah, we got Adam Schefter back, ESPN NFL Insider. Go ahead, Adam, finish your thought about how D'Amico yeah, Ryans in Houston and Sean yeah. Payton in Denver. Yeah, I'm not sure where you lost me. I apologize about that. No problem. Basically, Sean Payton was the first candidate that they interviewed. They truly liked him. Now, there were some questions out there. There was competition for Sean Payton out there. There were a lot of things going on at that point in time. And the truth of the matter is Denver became interested in Jim Harbaugh. It had a great interview with D'Amico Ryans. Uh, Spoke to him. They liked Dan Quinn. Checked in on him. And so they were going through the due diligence in contact with Sean Payton the whole time. Now, D'Amico Ryans was somebody that they were interested in, absolutely. And last week on Friday, D'Amico Ryans' camp informed Denver that it should move on, that he was focused on getting a deal done with Houston, which he flew in last night to go complete. Denver knew that, and Denver's been trying to get a deal done with Sean Payton since the weekend. You'll notice that on Sunday, Sean Payton was wearing an orange tie on the Fox show, to send the message to the Broncos in Colorado. That's what he was wanting to do and hoping and planning to do. And so Denver was going through its diligence. It checked in on all these candidates. And I think initially it liked Sean, but there were people that had questions. Hey, you need to check this. You need to do that. You need to talk to other people. And that's what the Broncos did. And while they were doing that, they really liked Jim Harbaugh and they really liked the Nico Ryans. And so they kept bouncing around but they were in contact with Sean the whole time and were intrigued by him the whole time. And they also knew that if there's somebody experienced in coming in who knows how to completely change a culture, you remember when Sean Payton took over New Orleans, that organization at that time was basically the bottom of the barrel in the NFL. And so having spoken to Broncos officials this week, they felt like Sean would know exactly what they needed to do in terms of implementing a training program and a a nutrition program and all these things like that, not to mention the fact that Russell Wilson wanted Sean Payton and was pulling for him the whole time and that the two have worked together at the Pro Bowl, know each other, uh, have wanted to work together in the past, and here they are now getting an opportunity to do that. So you you can like somebody initially – it doesn't mean that you're going to just cut off your search right there and not go through other people and then actually be really intrigued with other people. They were really intrigued with Jim Harbaugh. They were really intrigued with D'Amico Ryan. They were intrigued with other people. It wasn't just Sean Payton in there. But Sean Payton was the one that made the most sense but also was going to be the costliest in terms of draft pick compensation and salary. And so before you take a plunge that that's pricey, you see if there's somebody out there who's going to come in without draft pick compensation at a lower price. What are the options? And that's what Denver was doing. Adam, with D'Amico Ryans, the Houston Texans are now onto their sixth head coach in franchise history, their third in the last yeah. three seasons. Mm-hmm. Oh. They've got two first-round draft picks this year. We know they have around $40 million in cap space. They have resources. But for D'Amico Ryans going into this situation, what sold Houston that he can be the guy to turn this organization in the right direction? 
Well, Courtney, everybody who's around D'Amico raves about him as a leader, as a thinker, as somebody who people rally around. And here's somebody who played in Houston, who wanted to go back to Houston, whose wife is from Houston and wanted to be back in that area very badly. And so the Texans, who have been through two one-and-done coaches, David Culley and Lovey Smith, both one year and done, they were so committed to D'Amico Ryans that they're giving him a six-year deal. Six-year deal for a rookie head coach. That's rare. Yeah, You don't see first-time head coaches get six years. Mm-hmm. But that shows you that Houston knows that it needs to be committed to D'Amico Ryans, and D'Amico Ryans is committed to Houston, and thus the length of the contract, and thus the hire there today. When did you get any rest, by the way? Like anybody else, Freddie. <laughs> you know, you go to the usual thing. I, you kind of knew that today was going to be a little bit of a crazy one, and it was. Yeah, and it was crazy not involving Aaron Rodgers, so I think we can all take rejoicement when it comes to that, especially when you do a great uh, job, as always. Uh, well, well, there'll be time. There'll be plenty of time to get to Aaron Rodgers this offseason. No doubt about that. Probably starting tomorrow. <laughs> always great to catch with you, Adam. Thank you so much, my friend, and keep up the great work. Bertie and Courtney, thank you for having me. Have a great day. You too. Adam Schefter, ESPN Senior NFL Insider. I don't think he rested at all. I think he's Dracula. <laughs> he's a machine. Yeah. He's he a machine. He broke both of these hires within minutes yeah. of each other. Minutes of each other. And the NFL, once again, turning everything topsy-turvy because that's what the NFL does. But Courtney Cronin, I'm Freddie Coleman, Infocanti, and Carlin. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series XM Channel 80. Tune in and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. So Sean Payton going to the Denver Broncos. What two teams could be using the word regret that they did not go after him? That's next. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Tune in and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio with Courtney Cronin. I am Freddie Coleman. So Sean Payton, not going to be a member of the Dallas Cowboys or the Chargers. Instead, he's going to be the new head coach of the Denver Broncos. Courtney, I'll throw this at you, young lady. Which team is going to regret not pursuing him further? Is it the Chargers with Justin Herbert? But the Cowboys with Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy about to call plays. I think it's the Cowboys because we know Jerry Jones has an affinity for Sean Payton. He coached as an assistant for the Cowboys for quite some time before he took the Saints job. And his name had been tied to that team for and its potential head coach opening. It's not currently open, but right. potential head coach opening, <laughs> eventual head coach opening, should we say. And I just think that. Jerry's going to end up being in a situation next year where if things don't go 
any better than they did this year if they start out really bad. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if Mike McCarthy taking over play calling isn't the answer that all of a sudden everything's fine, then he could be looking for a head coach midway through the season in firing Mike McCarthy. Now, he wouldn't have to turn far because he would have Dan Quinn right there, and that could be somebody he wants. But yeah. I've always felt like Sean Payton taking the year off for retirement that eventually he would end up with the Dallas Cowboys. I honestly never thought it was realistic mm-hmm, for him absolutely. to go to the Los Angeles Chargers. No slight on Dean Spanos, but we know that he is not exactly the most exuberant owner in terms of spending. Happened with the, the team when the franchise was in San Diego. Certainly the case in Los Angeles, knowing that he would have to give up a first-round pick. I mean, hell, you saw the draft compensation that Denver just blew yeah. a bag for to get uh, Sean Payton and giving that to the New Orleans Saints. And you know that salary, that's a double-digit, multi-million-dollar salary that he's going to be getting, too. I didn't think Spanos was ever going to do that. I do think that Justin Herbert's in good hands, though. Because the hire of Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator there, you no longer have a head coach who is presiding over you know, an entire team. And also the offense. Not that he's calling plays, but you're a head coach. You're in charge of the entire team. And Joe Lombardi just was not running an offense Mm-mm. that was effective. And even... Right. And even Brandon Staley said that after they fired him at the end of the season, Joe Lombardi, that is, that they were going to, you know, he wants somebody to run an offense that he wanted, that was, you know, made sense for the type of program that they have. And they've got a franchise quarterback in Justin Herbert. They have somebody who over the last four seasons presiding over the offense in Denver, excuse me, in, in with Dallas, top four in total yards, top four in scoring, and top four in third down percentage. I think he'll be okay. The Los Angeles Chargers are in good hands. I just think that at the end of the day, it was more realistic for Sean Payton to end up with Dallas. Now, I mean, unless something goes absolutely crazy over the next couple of years, I don't see it happening. With the Dallas Cowboys, when you have the owner known as Jerry Jones and your organization has been ringless, championship-less since 1996, you can't just have the whole loyalty card and play that. You can say, well, I don't want to give him Mike McCarthy yet. Your time in terms of the sunset of running this organization, the way you've been able to run it, that's getting a lot closer and closer and closer to your nose if you're Jerry Jones. Not even making a phone call is another reason why the Cowboys are going to regret this, to your point, more than the Chargers. At least the Chargers have a young coach. They have a young quarterback. They've never been a star-crossed franchise to the level of the Dallas Cowboys because they played in a couple of Super Bowls but have not won them as a Chargers organization. So, not saying that people don't care about them, but people don't care about them in Los Angeles. The Dallas Cowboys are different. When people, especially Cowboys fans, those Cowboys stands out there thinking, really, Jerry? Sean Payton was out there. You didn't even at least make a phone call. They even gauge his interest. They even kicked the tires. Having kicked the tires on you. That's another reason why, if you're the Dallas Cowboys, you are where you are. Because plenty of times when your owner decides to take a risk, it's the wrong risk. It doesn't make any sense. When he has a chance to do that, to make your franchise better and make it a championship franchise, he sits on his hands and does nothing at all. That's why Dak Prescott got that contract, and I applauded that. He, he was the best thing out there. You were not going to replace with somebody else that was not going to be in the market that makes your offense better. But there was a guy out there that would have made your team better. Or maybe Jerry Jones waiting for Dan Quinn to take over. Either way, when you have a chance like that and you don't make a phone call, and if it doesn't work out, you're going to rule the day you didn't at least make a phone call to gauge the interest of Sean Payton to see if he would have even thought about going to the Dallas Cowboys and what compensation you could have worked out with the New Orleans Saints. Jerry Jones kind of put himself in a hole 
before the playoff games even started, saying what he said mm-hmm. about Mike McCarthy and, no, I don't need to look at this game against Tampa Bay. I have plenty more to evaluate him on. I know that he was in a tough spot because you don't want to set him up for failure, him meaning Mike McCarthy, and say, well, I don't know. We're just going to have to see what happens in the postseason before we make any decisions with yeah. our coaching staff. At some point, you're the owner of the team. If you need to go back on your word, so to speak, word it differently, couch it a little bit without having, I don't know, it's such a fine line to walk. I just think that he backed himself into a corner with the overarching support from Mike McCarthy at that point where he couldn't really leave the door open for himself to entertain the idea of Sean Payton. If you're Jerry Jones, take the advice of my dad, Freddie Coleman Jr. If you know a lot, say nothing. If you know more than that, say less. He didn't bet off not saying anything. But Jerry Jones always, anytime something good happens, yeah, he can't help it. Exactly. He can choose to not help it, but he can't help it. Anytime he believes the Cowboys are getting closer to the championship or have the ability to win a championship, he's just throwing flowers everywhere. Instead of just saying, man, we were able to get past this step, I hope we can do it again. This way, to your point, Courtney, he's not backing himself in the corner. But the minute he gets giddy, he gets chatty. And every time that happens, it just never ends the right way for the Dallas Cowboys. It's been a long-standing tradition for 27 years of this team not winning a championship. The minute they have any kind of success, when he gets giddy, Jerry Jones gets chatty. And normally the end result is another season not winning a championship when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. Courtney Cronin and Freddie Coleman in for the guys in Canty and Carlin. Hit us on Twitter at Courtney R. Cronin and at Coleman ESPN. What do Broncos fans think now now that they feel they got a chance to take down Patrick Mahomes? That's next. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.